0: Welcome, everybody, to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Today on the show, we got a lot of Destiny information. In fact, it's pretty much all Destiny information because there's just so much of it that was dumped on us this week. Woo! Yeah, well, Venge is happy because, you know, you know, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just to play more Destiny or something. Uh, we have the weekly story wrap up. Week seven was the last week of the seasonal story. So we're going to cover that. Plus, mm-hmm. there was a mention of something happened the last two weeks of the season. We'll mention that as well. Uh, we also got hit with two big blog posts. Obviously, the weekly Twab had a whole bunch of information in it. Uh, you know, returning things that are happening, changes to Catalyst, uh, the raid race date, uh, you know, coming up for uh, the Lightfall raid. Hey, I hope you're ready. I'm going to spoil it right now. It's on a Friday again. I hope you like that. A bunch of other stuff. But we also got a blog post from the devs themselves before the TWAB hit, which is about how they're expanding on build crafting with Lightfall moving forward. Some of the stuff they're going to change. Uh, There is going to be a couple things in here that we're going to skip because it's really text-heavy, and we would kind of like to keep this within a reasonable amount of time that you're listening to us drone on about this shit. So we'll let you know when what we're skipping, but also uh, the links to these articles will be in the description for you to read at your own leisure. And let's jump right into it. Uh, week 7 story wrap-up. Um. Rasputin became a real little boy. The blue fairy came down, tapped him on the nose, and you know he turned into a real person, right? That's yeah, that
1: that's that's a, that's essentially that's the exactly entire right. week's story. We could just move on to the mods over all stuff.
0: They they, they fueled um, him with Nes tea with lemon, and he's all set to go, right? That, that's what they gave him I'm legs,
1: not, and he ran away. It was I am, it's done.
0: I am not gonna fucking give that up. That was terrible to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's steep body parts that have been sitting around for centuries and drink it. It's like, you ghouls, what the hell?
1: <laughs> drink up, Osiris. We need you to become another scary person. <laughs>
0: totally sure. All right. So no, don't listen to me, folks. What venge? What actually happened this
1: week? <laughs> okay. I will try and make this quick. Um. At the beginning, Rasputin thanks us for helping him. Um. Uh, just to bring him back online. Um, he's also dealing with a lot of con- concern and uh, is unsure of what to do, especially after last week with the whole we're going to bring you to a stalemate with Zubo Wrath. Um, he's very aware that he is a war machine and what he's designed to do. Um, and he's having a lot of difficulty in processing what how to do the opposite more or less. Um before we start the 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 missions and whatnot, we also talked to Anna. Um she's dealing with her own thoughts on the same issue. Uh she feels bad and isn't sure whether or not she made the right decision teaching Rasputin to think and feel like a person as well as teaching him all the other stuff like art and music before the collapse. And she's having doubts if she should have even brought him back online at all. Uh, Going into the mission, after completing the heist, um, which I ended up actually getting on Europa, it was kind of funny, um, at the end of that, and I'm sure this is dialogue that's actually been in here since... Rasputin took over but we hear the same dialogue about how we're basically failures and ripping up Anna and Elsie and then Rasputin tells us that it's a recorded message and that Clovis has actually just started ignoring us since he was kicked out of the helm and uh I thought that was funny I don't know if that, <laughs> I'm sure that that's been in there for a few weeks but I just noticed it because I don't really stay in the heist for the dialogue at the end. Um, so after that, we go to Operation Sankus, uh, the mission of Queen the Heist. We go to the War mine bunker on the Cosmodrome um, and the area by the Big Shank Strike, I put it. I can't remember the name of the strike.
0: Um, Fallen Saber.
1: That one, Fallen Saber. Um, so that's, we we go to that bunker. Uh, Rasputin knows and feels the amount of times the Fallen have invaded, the Hive have invaded uh, his bunker. Um, in his memories, uh, he he understands how he was perceived by humanity, and how humanity and others felt about his actions. Like In his own words, he says he's committed espionage, murder, sabotage, and tyranny. Uh, all horrible things, and he is able to feel this now. And he mentions to us that there was one order that he didn't execute that would have haunted him to this day if he did. Um and it doesn't actually say what that was. I
0: no, I don't I think it, I, No, it did. It was he was going to shoot the traveler to keep Okay,
1: yeah. I didn't. I couldn't remember if that was mentioned in the in the mission. Is all it was, but I'm yeah, pretty sure that's what I thought it was. When you're going um, down the
0: elevator, that's where he starts telling you about. That was like one of the worst things he ever was going to do. And, yeah. Uh, Anna talked him out of it, but she won't remember because at the time she wasn't a guardian. She was just Anna Braid's Scientist. She was his guardian angel on his shoulder and stopped him from committing probably one of the worst atrocities he could have.
1: Yeah um and then so in this mission we fight in areas that we're familiar with and then we also go to a room that we haven't actually been to since i think it was destiny one i can't remember remember
0: why we went down there in the first place
1: there was something with it was either the taken king or um rise of iron i know we went down there i just don't remember what it was for
0: yeah, we had to use that terminal. We had to get something for it when, uh, and and I think it was also like the hive that was down there when mm-hmm. we had to go down there the first time. It was very strange seeing like this again in Destiny Two when I was watching videos of it. I'm going, I, this is bringing back like not memories but deja vu because it seems like it's the same all over again. But yeah. More.
1: Um, so we, we fight off, uh, Taken, and fall, or no, Fallen, it was Fallen, and the floor is an elevator, we go downstairs, um, I don't remember if we went down an elevator in Destiny One, we may have, it's been a long time since that mission in Destiny (laughs) One. Um, but at the end of that, he tells us after the collapse, he feared the Traveler would abandon Earth. He reactivated the war attack on it to immobilize it and keep it on Earth. In the end, he canceled the attack and it took and took it offline and is the one that convinced him to stop. And the the point of this mission was to get the files and hold them with the vanguard to make sure Clovis doesn't gain access to them. Like for that attack, for that sequence. Uh, we go back to the helm and encrypt them there and uh, in my notes, I wrote that it seems like a bad idea to, like, keep him in the helm. Not really sure what Clovis's reach is now that he's stuck on Europa, but he's obviously got a lot of network, so I don't know what he can and can't do. Um, anyways, when we get there, uh, Respite thanks us and apologizes for not telling us about their existence until now. Um, he tells us that by just, just by letting us know, it shows a level of trust he hasn't felt in ages, and he refers to us, um, as similar on, on the same level as, uh, the seraphs that he worked with in many moons ago. Um, tells us that he considered us the reason that choosing to trust humanity was not a mistake after all, and, uh... I wrote, there's still some time for people to fuck that up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he hasn't met my Guardian yet, so... uh,
1: It still feels a little special to hear from Rasputin. Um, He says he's unsure of the outcome of the war, but is ready to fight with us to make sure we come out on top. So yeah, that was it for the week. Um, A couple things I wanted to throw in. I just decided to look up... um, sankus on Google after I was done. And apparently it comes from Roman religion as a uh, Sankus, Sangus, or simu Sankis, uh, is the god of trust. And it never crossed my mind to go over what the titles of each mission each week were. Um, but this one like definitely made sense with him telling us that he trusted us like his seraphs, and I just thought that was pretty cool nice um and then yeah we find out i'm actually pretty sure found out by logging in on tuesday yeah um
0: splash that popped up on the screen
1: yeah big alert that there's going to be a an event in the last two weeks of the season um the way that it describes it, it seems like it's going to be an instance for, like, individuals and not, like, a, a massive live event. It says that season pass holders will be able to, like, like it'll automatically start the quest when they log in. But if you don't, you you can pick it up somewhere. I, I don't know who you'd pick it up from, Zavala or Rasputin or uh, who knows.
0: It'll probably be somewhere that it'll be lit up for a non yeah
1: no explanation of what it could possibly be um, um I, have,
0: I have a little information about that to be honest oh what do you got um so you did say it's an instance activity and that's true uh, each guardian has to go into the salt mine and mine five million fractal in each and if they don't oh my god <laughs> down, and you can't play Lightfall, and it fails everything but you don't get a refund either So. Jesus H.
1: Oh, <laughs> um. I just something that makes sense is it's gonna have something to do with uh, Rasputin. I we may actually get to see Zivu Wrath because she's the only one of the th- the big three, um, that we haven't like actually seen yet. I don't think we've actually heard her voice either. Uh, who knows? If I was don't know thinking- where it's gonna be. Go ahead
0: if I was to take a guess, because it seems like it's going to be an instance mission of some kind, like you're going to be yeah. doing something. Do you remember that mission in Destiny 1 where you went onto this, uh, I want to say Cabal ship, and you found that they released a distress call to the Cabal Empire during, it was during the Taken King. Yeah, I know, what I know
1: what you're talking about, yeah.
0: I think that we're going to see something Along these lines, where we're going to be defending maybe like a serif bunker or something along those lines for uh, Rasputin. And one of the last things we get is a distress call from Neomuna, or we're going to find the data that actually shows its location for the first time. Yeah. game. Just, like, just a way to like tie it into what's coming in two weeks after it goes live. Mm
1: hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was the wrap-up of the week. I, I did, I actually deleted Twitter on my phone until I was able to run this, because this was Tuesday, we also got the trailer, and I just wasn't sure if there was going to be something tied this week with the trailer being out, so I ended up kind of not really. Um, yeah, that's the weekly story. The seasonal wrap-up, I guess, for the actual um, it is story That's side it. of things. And then the event in a few weeks.
0: Yeah, Season of Seraph is basically done until two weeks before the uh, expansion launches on the 28th. So on the 14th of February? Yeah, 14th is, is when it should go live. That's when it'll go live, and hey, we're all set to go. Enjoy playing that stuff. You also got your Iron Banner coming up on the thirty-first. Yep. So you know, more Iron Banner for y'all to kind of tide you over in the meantime. Uh, but since we're down with that, um, let's get into one of those first of those big posts here. Uh, yes. Reminder: links for these will be in the description. Read the whole thing if you want. We will skip some of the some things because there's a lot of lot of stuff in here. Uh, For example, let's talk about Build Crafting Evolved. Uh, They give you a nice little TLDR at the top, which they're talking about the consolidation as a major theme in many of the changes they're going to be talking about in this post. Uh, They said current Lightfall or current pre Lightfall mod system has been built piecemeal over the years and contains a lot of redundancies. If you've been playing for eight years, yeah, you know that. Yeah, uh, You know that the, they've been kind of adding on, adding on, adding on. Trying to make improvements here, but there's still a lot of old junk that's still floating around, so they're trying to reduce that. Uh, there's a loadout system coming, so Guardians can suit up for whatever task you want on the fly. Uh, it says you'll have up to 10 slots available to save multiple loadouts. That's 10 slots per character, not 10 slots per account. It's per character. Yep. Um single-screen system also provides opportunities for players to create and share their loadouts with the community. There's going to be a mod customization screen that makes managing mods easier with them all in one place. It's like the Guardian Appearance screen. It creates an easy reference space where you can see all your armor pieces and mods at any given time. We're not really going to go into the nitty-gritty with what they want to do there, because it's easier when you're looking at the screenshots they've included. So you get to go read that on your own. However, they're making changes to champions and how you deal with them. There's okay. going to be a whole bunch of other things in here, like um, armor charge mods. So what was charged with light or you know, charged with power, uh, elemental wells, things like that. You know they're kind of changing it all and putting it in its own slot now called armor trod. Armor charge slot. <laughs> okay. Um, elemental wells themselves are changing, moving forward, and you can thank the wonderful um, Arc Shark, as I call it, as one of the catalysts for it. And there's also going to be some balancing and you know stuff they're looking ahead to do. Uh, but we will uh, start off by kind of. Skipping the loadout stuff because you got to look at the screens. Really, it makes more sense when you're looking at the screens how it's all going to be l- dealt out. But the one thing I want to start with is everybody's favorite favorite modifier in all endgame PVE content, like Grandmaster Nightfalls, Master Nightfalls, things like that. Their favorite one, match game. Bungie is actually gonna get rid of it finally. So pour one out for match game. They're getting rid of it. They're, they're actually gonna it.
1: they're gonna double down and even having the right burn is gonna take just as long as if you weren't using that weapon. It's wild.
0: I like how we're handing off who's trolling whom. i was doing that when you were doing the weekly thing and now you're doing it to me i I appreciate that i like the give and take here Um, (laughs) gotta gotta have it 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 says right there you really can't build craft so much when you're locking your load out to very specific things to deal with specific energy shields so to reach that goal match game is being removed from high difficulty activities and they're going to make some tweaks on how to damage different types of shields. Basically, the base shield resistance to non-matchmaking damage types across the entire game is being adjusted to 50%, similar to what Gambit has already. And there will be some other ways to do bonus damage that they'll tell you about before Lightfall's launch. Um, So it says this is going to help you synergize your perks and abilities around a single damage type rather than diluting them across several different ones. Okay. As always... You'll know more when you get it in your hands to play with it. Yes. match game going away, hey, that's a positive change that even I acknowledge. Another one, I think, we can all agree on is we don't like champions because that also is a limiting factor to how you deal with them and Mm -hmm. how you stun them. So, While you're still going to have a selection to anti-champion artifact perks available based on your current weapon selection... By the way, artifact mods are going to become artifact perks seasonally. And you'll be able to pick 12 that'll kind of be like passives that are going to be on your character. Which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You'll read about that in the mod changes. Uh, But barrier champions in addition to, you know, your anti-champion artifact perks and perks built into exotic weapons, the solar subclass, void subclass, and strand subclass will have a counter against barrier champions. Okay. Yes. Basically, it says uh, when you're using volatile rounds from your weapon, it'll pierce the barrier and stun a champion. That's for void. Uh, When a player is radiant, solar, Their attacks will pierce the champion's shield and stun them, and Strand will have a method of piercing barriers that they're not saying, but, you know, it's probably going to involve doing the floss dance in front of them because, you know, Strand, Strings, stuff like that. Shock the champion into dropping their shield. Uh, Overload (laughs) champions? Arc stasis and void counters. I find this funny, though, with overload champions getting stasis as something to stop them because I remember overload champions And stasis generally just have them in this perpetual loop of healing nonstop. Yeah. And I'm wondering if now, because they're actively putting the brakes on, uh, well, they're actually actively putting uh, stasis into the equation to lock them down, that's going to get rid of the, they just start healing nonstop and you can't actually kill them. Mm -hmm. But for the, uh, the overload... Uh, Damaging an Overload Champion by triggering the Jolted Condition stuns it. Cool. Uh, If you suppress the Champion with Void, it'll stun them. Nice. And if you slow them with Stasis, it suppresses them. So everybody that has those Chill Clip weapons, you're going to be stunning Overload Champions with those. Mm Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? I mean, that's the thing. Chill clip sets up a a, a thing. When you hit, it it slows them. It slows in a burst. Yep. So, hey, you're going to have fun. Uh, Unstoppables, arc, solar, stasis, and strand. We'll be working on Unstoppables. Uh, Blinding an Unstoppable with an arc ability instantly stuns them. Encasing them in stasis, then shattering it or trick will stun them. Triggering a solar ignition will stun them, and Strand will have some way to stun, to uh, stun them as well. I, I want to see people actually legit shatter diving, unstoppable. Over. <laughs> you know, they throw down the grenade, then they shatter dive it, and it actually works. It doesn't do much damage, but it actually works. You know, I want I want to see that. I want to see it go down. Now, knowing people, they're going to have builds that are going to be able to like shatter dive and one-shot on Grandmaster levels, Unstoppables, you know? Yeah. It'll happen. There'll there'll be ways to mess around with it. Um...
2: Oh, that's really nice. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Vince just shared something as we're uh, talking. About everything for build crafting evolved, a nice little uh, graphic. If I could find a way to link to it and give the uh, proper kudos, I will do so. if not um
1: i've actually I've actually got it. Um, <clears throat> so um, that infographic was created by um, Destiny Massive Breakdown and Court Projects.
0: Okay. Well, then I will go and see if they have like a website, and I'll link it to it in our description. That way you can check it out, because it's actually really nice. And I do know Court Projects. I've heard uh, Fallout Plays talk about them a lot when it comes to like graphs and putting out information mm-hmm. in visually appealing ways. Court Projects has been mentioned since I think D1 days. They've been doing it. so.
1: And that's a really good... Uh really but, good infographic for it
0: and knowing the court projects it'll be updated when they get their hands on life all and they get all the new information available mm-hmm. uh let's see champion stuff okay cool armor charge mods okay so when you're looking at your armor pieces you have a combat mod socket you know that's going away and the many mods that once belonged to charge with light and elemental well subfamilies of mods will now fall under a revamped system known as armor charge, and moving and move to an armor slot specific sockets. Armor charge mechanic functions as it follows: socketing an armor mod that uses an armor charge armor charge system gives you access uh. to the system going to kill me. This is, i would say armor charge over and over again. Just slur my armor <laughs> chad. Uh, the the, the uh, functionality of taking charge, which is picking up an orb of power to gain one stack, is now granted to you whenever you have an armor charged mod equipped. So you no longer need taking charge. You slot whatever armor charge mod you want And you get the functionality of, I pick up an orb of power, I gain a stack. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many mods that previously created elemental wells or gave you stacks of charge with light have been converted to create orbs of power instead. And you're thinking, wait a minute, what are they changing elemental wells? What what about our elemental wells? We'll get to that, don't worry. You can now hold between 0 and 3 stacks of armor charge by default, which appears as a buff on the status effects area. By socketing a chest armor mod charged up, you can increase the maximum number to as high as 6. Some mods provide oh. a passive, ongoing benefit while you have <clears> any stacks. <throat> when you have one of these armor mods equipped, every 10 seconds a stack of charge falls off if not consumed by something else. So hmm. let's just use firepower as an example, which when you throw a grenade, you consume a stack of charged with light, typically, and you get back a big chunk of grenade energy. Well, mm-hmm. if as long as you have those charges and you're still hucking grenades, you're getting them back. If you don't use it in your charge after 10 seconds, one stack of the charge falls off, so you'll have nine left. So if you have three stacks, you have 30 seconds to start at least getting a benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Players can extend the decay time by socketing the extended charge mod in the class item slot. For example, font of wisdom in the head slot will provide a bonus to to gain intellect while you have any armor charge active. They also spelled armor wrong there. It's a more in this one. <laughs> a- uh amour. the love the love charge. Love charge. Yes that's for Valentine's <laughs> love. Uh crimson doubles confirmed. No 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 <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs>
1: You heard it here first,
0: folks. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, some mods consume one, two, three, or all stacks on a trigger, granting you instantaneous benefit. A few other mods, stacks on stacks in the legs, powerful friends and radiant light in the head, time dilation in the class item, etc., can modify the armor charge system for you without providing a specific benefit. Finishers will now consume armor charges and not dip into your super energy. Cool. Cool. I like that. Those are the ones where it's like, oh, you know, you have this chart, uh, elemental well mod that when you do a finisher, you gain um, class energy or grenade energy or something. Mm-hmm. But it takes super so much of it. No, it's now just going to consume a charge. That's, a good, That's um, a good one. Before before we move on to elemental wells, yes,
1: um, because it was higher up and we kind of just really went over it fast, um, I just want to point out that um, the energy affinity does not exist on mods anymore in Lightfall.
0: Yeah, fall. That, that's a good thing. I was going to kind of touch back up on that because it makes more sense to mention that. So mods that you had energy affinity for arc or solar or void or stasis, that's no longer the case anymore. Uh, they're kind of opening that up. This is a change that I think the player base has wanted for a long time because, Hey, when they said they wanted us to do build crafting, something that stood in the way of build crafting was locking things down to particular elemental types. That's going away. Mm-hmm. Which also means some of those mods that might be a little bit on the redundant side are probably going to be gotten rid of. So yeah. I not be shocked that there's going to be a reduction in some of the mods available. Uh, by the way, since we're talking about that, the wonderful um guardian rank system that they're coming out with to show how long you've been playing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Most players that have been playing since, you know, the dawn of time for this game. Yeah. You're going to be a higher guardian rank at start than somebody that just started off this season, okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: When you hit guardian rank 6, all mods become available for you. Right out of the gate. Keep that under Good. your hat. So good, good, good. You don't have to wait for eight to one in them to sell them any longer. They're just going to be when you hit Guardian rank six, whatever the criteria is for that, um, it's probably going to be like, oh, you 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 played so many strikes, you did this, you crafted so many pieces, so many weapons, uh, upgraded armor so much, uh, so many ranks on your season pass, blah 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 blah. You hit Guardian rank six, it unlocks permanently that you'll have all the mods available. There you go.
1: That guardian rank also affects your loadouts too. Yep. That was another thing we glanced over, but that's also the higher the rank, the more of those you get up until you unlock all yeah. ten.
0: Yeah. So the more you play, the more you unlock. That is the yeah. Uh, the the typical, um, games as a service motto: the more you rub, the bigger it gets. Right. That's. That's. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not lying the more you, you you do it the the bigger your character gets with the more stuff you can put out that's just the way i said it i don't give a shit anyways uh, how about them <laughs>
1: elemental wells huh? yes,
0: elemental wells evolved yes uh let me just like get past all this shit um many of the bots previously created or benefited from elemental wells are being changed to instead on fo- to focus on orbs of power some aspects of elemental wells aren't going away entirely instead of creating elemental wells each subclass will now create damage type specific spawned objects so the arc shark also known as actually known as ionic traces for arc solar's mm-hmm. getting the fire sprite it better look like a little fire pixie it better yeah it better look like that void breaches for void so i'm thinking void breaches so it's like a pair of void underwear that's going to be sitting out on the field that you have to pick up. Void britches. At least I didn't say void bitches. That would have been bad. Stasis shards will <laughs> consider being used for stasis. Well, that's good. So there's already two of them to begin with, so I only the stasis shards. And Strand will also have an object, which they'll share more details of in the future. Do you have any idea what Strand's object might look like? Because I have an idea. I think
1: it's just going to be a a green orb that's like I, fucking wiry.
0: I give I am with you on that. It's going to look like a ball of yarn, a green ball of yarn. So yeah, that's a good strand, way to describe it. The strand subclass, we're all cats. That's what's happening in Destiny Two. <laughs> when you gain strand, you turn into cat people. So you have cat girls and cat boys. In like yeah, there you fall. go. Lightfall so Light is going to bring
1: cat cat girls back.
0: That's right. Lightfall is all about the Guardians pushing the lamp off the table. Lightfall. There you go. That's what it is. Alright, we'll see you
1: guys. Term. We'll see you guys in the final shape. We're
0: out. Sorry, Bungie, that we spoiled oh your my. big surprise there that we're all cat people now.
1: Oh my god.
2: Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um,
0: they do mention here, says so the ability to spawn these objects will not come from armor mods, but from your subclass. For example, when the Ember of Tempering fragment is active for solar hunters, it will now create a fire sprite. Picking up these objects will grant ability energy or have other effects depending on your subclass build. For example, if you're running a solar subclass and you have the new, the new Ember of Mercy fragment equipped, so that's telling you that there's new fragments coming. Maybe there's some new aspects coming as well. Mm. Uh, picking up a fire sprite will grant you the restoration effect. The number of these types of interactions will be limited at launch, but we intend to add to the system moving forward. Okay, so you're going to give you something that's going to give you the restoration effect. Um, how nerfed is Lorelei's Splendor going to be before this actually launches? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't. I think the only way you could nerf it anymore is just get rid of any of the healing overall.
0: I think you'd you'd have to. Well, then you got. There's no point to the helmet then, because that's the entire point. Yeah. Um, But I'm just sitting here going, okay. So you stand. It's going to cause a sunspot, which kicks off the effect. Um, but also you can if you're building if you build into this system and you're now creating fire sprites with this ember and you're in an area where there's a lot of enemies, you're kind of moving back to what it was where you're giving yourself the ability to just keep healing non-stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did reduce the amount of healing you got. They really can't reduce it too much more or else it'll be completely ineffective.
1: Yeah, it would be really pointless to have even like have it in the game at that point, honestly.
0: Yeah. So I, I just see, you know... They they, they kind of tune one thing down, and now they're adding something which potential. I'm saying potentially could push it back up into people complaining. we it's too powerful. We can't. Well, do I anything. mean,
1: <clears throat> I don't know if it's going to do anything in like PvP, but in PVE, PvE. No, in
0: the, I'm talking about people compa- complaining about PVE. Being I mean, there's powerful.
1: already there's like already healing wells in the game, so if you get and if you put on a melee well maker, you you could get melee kills with the hammer and your healing even without the need of the helmet anyway. So
0: I know. There there's so many ways to do this shit, and it's just going to depending on your position, uh be more awesome or you know, make it worse by allowing casuals to enjoy the game. So whatever <laughs> you want you look good. I've seen a lot of bad takes from some.
1: I that's kind of what I gathered by how you
0: said that. But <laughs> go on. Whatever. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the balancing act here. They said, well, the main goals here were to streamline the build crafting experience, which is a good thing in my opinion. They also mm-hmm. had to do some tuning while under the hood to address some power spikes certain build combinations created. See, we were kind of linked into what we were talking about with the laurels and the fire sprites Yeah. Um, As we previously said were looked at every single mod and some were changed, moved to other slots, transitioned to other abilities, or removed outright. With removal of armor energy type and the consolidation of mechanics into armor charge, some mods became redundant and were removed. Some ability energy gains, stat bonuses, and weapon damage bonuses for mods have been reduced. Though we also added some new mods to expand your build possibilities. Not all previous builds are going to be able to be recreated one-to-one, but the system has been changed enough to open up a lot of new possibilities with new mods and ability combinations. So let's just use the Loreley build again. That classic Loreley Splendor build that people can use right now that generates pretty good effects. Most likely, there's going to be tweaks to it. It may not feel as overwhelmingly powerful as it used to, but over time, as they keep tuning stuff, you'll probably find stuff that fits your play style that generates pretty much the same results, but matches Mm -hmm. more how you like to play. I think that's the point of this entire thing with BuildCraft is they want to really lean into how you particularly want to play and kind of tweak it to your preferences more. So mm-hmm. that's good. I was right about one thing, though. Warmind cells are going away completely. They be gone. I mentioned that last week that they were going to get rid of Warmind cells finally. And there it is. Example of mods that aren't coming along for the ride are Warmind cells. They are. They say this. These are a relic of a different time. And it had already been nerfed in the past. They had a good run, but these mods will be depreciated and no longer available starting Season 20 to make way for new options to consider when crafting your preferred combat style. We talked about it last week. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it was last week. um, That Warmind cells have been nerfed to ash. They're pretty much not very effective anymore. They used to be super amazing, but the entire point behind them was after a year playing it, All that shit was going to be sunset, but since they're not Sunsetting anything anymore They had to nerf them into pretty much Not being viable to stop People from equipping You know, Global Reach and Picking up an ICALOS SMG And just ruining everybody's day Out there in the field, so Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah
0: Uh, Let's see, looking ahead uh, We covered a lot and know there's gonna be a lot of questions. We'll have more to say along with a plethora of other exciting changes coming alongside Life release next month. With a system like this, best way to fully understand is get your hands on it and start tinkering.
2: Yes. Uh, big agree.
0: Everything involved in supporting Destiny Two, the evolution is not the end point. We have plans to continue tuning and improving this system. We'll be adding new Billcraft elements to fill the power gaps. We didn't have a chance to get to with this release. Uh, there's going to be mods mm. for uh, Balls of Yarn. Apparently, we're excited to see what you build with this new toolbox, and look Jesus. forward to all the cat boys and cat girls and all their new builds to share it out there in the wild.
1: Jesus,
0: cat people! <clears throat> I'll have <laughs> so you can kind of read through all this. You know, it, it's a uh, lot. It, it's a lot. It's cat a lot. people, cat people. Why not cat people?
2: There was also a TWAB this week.
1: Yes. Yes, there was.
0: Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in
1: there. Let me let me hit some of the bigger highlights. You ready? Go for it. Um, Stadia is officially gone forever, so I hope everybody that was on Stadia was able to get their stuff figured out. Me too. Because if not, sorry. <laughs> um, and I know it's a little ways down in here. Um, but everybody's favorite thing is is leaving, and that is blue drops after you hit the soft cap. They're gone. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Paul Tassi, I'm sure, jumped for joy. Um, he had an erection.
0: He, had an erection. <laughs> he, he was at full mast when he read that. He was just like... <gasps> and he was teasing Finally. it, too. He was teasing it before the swab came out. Because he tweeted out a picture of a blue engram and then one that was faded and then one was faded more and then a fourth picture was just a white background with nothing on it. And he yeah. tweeted all that shit out before it because I guess somebody in Bungee <laughs> gave him a heads up that it was going to go down.
2: Like he was tweeting. Be, ha- be happy, Paul.
0: Yes, he is. What else you got?
1: Um, let's see. Uh, just the stuff that I took notes on here. Let me see.
0: Well, let's talk about the um, drop rates.
1: Yes, uh, red border. I mean, obviously, they were increased. What was that last week? They have like January 18th in here. Yeah, but um,
0: to let you know, uh, some people have done some testing on it, like in Deepstone Crypt specifically. When you know, this around, see what the drop rates are for that. And it looked Uh, like not so much. It depends on the people, and there was also like some sort of bug initially, and I think that was taken care of in a patch that just just hit. Mm -hmm. But after that patch that just hit this week, it looks like it went from five percent to like forty.
2: Dope. We all
1: love that.
0: So, that's Um, not official numbers, but people are saying. doing the work. And they're going, no, it looks like it's about a 40% chance to get Red Borders.
1: Um, And then they're also going to have new crafting news uh, in the coming weeks and what to expect with Lightfall. Um, so get your grind on for Red Borders, especially stuff uh, in the raids and I guess definitely in the seasonal activities because in a month they're going to be gone. Yep. Um,
0: uh, I'd like to add that You uh, Gambit people out there are now going to be able to title grind Dredgen faster. Uh, Rather than requiring the 30 Gambit wins to guild Dredgen, they're changing it to 50 match completions with a bonus credit for wins. At minimum, it says it reduces the number of wins needed by 5, and most players will require significantly fewer to get where they are trying to be, title town. So, it should have been 100 wins.
1: Make so for those gambit people, suffer. I'm happy you don't you don't have to try as hard to get your your dredging gilded for the ninth time. Um,
0: I remember it, it used to be 50 wins at the start, and then they changed it to 30 wins.
1: I'm pretty sure it did.
0: Yeah, and now it's back up to just 50 matches, or and you get bonus progress for winning matches. So there you go.
1: Those gambit grinders were upset, and then they got upset again, so they fixed it again.
0: Hey Venge, I heard that uh something about Rumble, everybody's favorite playlist in PvP.
1: Rumble is back permanently. Um hooray for people that wanted Rumble back. I don't particularly care about Rumble, but uh hey it's there. Uh they've they've been listening TM and uh there it is. It's back. It's back for your enjoyment. And, I mean, if it is what it was before, I would assume it's probably one of the only Crucible playlists that doesn't have skill-based matchmaking. But I didn't read too far into that, so I don't know if this actually has skill-based in it also.
0: If I remember correctly, uh, it was the sweatiest people that were going into Rumble because they hated skill-based matchmaking in regular uh, control. Yeah. And then when Rumble went away this season, they cried. Salty, salty, salty tears. And now it'll be back. So they can go back in and once again have their, I think, purely connection-based shenanigans.
1: Yeah, they can be happy once again. Um, Exotic Glaives. Mm -hmm. Everybody's most favorite Glaives uh, that have been created for Destiny 2. Once you have one crafted, the other two recipes for the other two classes are on the the situation board at the enclave. Um, positive change. Evidence. Um, well, whatever.
0: Well, um, so it's the board with all the like the strings attached to it. You know that, that's where
1: it is. I mean, that's that could that's still a situation board. I'm I'm standing by what I said.
0: You can call it whatever I... hell you want. <laughs> I'm, just out, I'm just pointing out for people that are like, Situation Board, what the fuck is that? It's the thing that you have all the pins pushed into. That At the Enclave. Following the, mysh- the the mystery during Witch Queen.
1: So go to the Evans Board, and if you get one, you can craft them all. There okay. you
0: go. Question. Did they yeah. come out with an exotic stasis glaive yet? No. No. I wonder maybe that that could be a thing in Lifefall that there's now going to be a Strand glaive and a Stasis glaive, so they wanted to expediate people getting their hands on them so they can actually play with them. You know,
1: I, I'm actually kind of curious how that would work because like the three exotic glaives are definitely based around the classes.
2: Um, like Titans have the Bubble,
1: Warlocks have they also have one, <laughs> and hunters I, I, have. I,
0: I, I, <laughs> hunters fire like a bolt of uh, spark. The electricity, into the ground, and it doesn't yep. do much. Uh, warlocks put up their thing, and it just fires little homing bursts of healing. And uh, if it was going to be stasis, it'd probably like charge it up, fire a wall of stasis crystals down in front of you, or like a yeah. burst freeze or something, and. Strand is probably going to tie them up, and like a cat comes out and starts playing with them.
1: I so say, if I'm That's seeing that. this right, I don't actually think there's a stasis glaive in the game. I don't think so either.
0: That's why I'm wondering um, if they're making it easier to get a hold of the exotic templates to craft them. That's why I'm thinking, you know, whatever.
1: Um, and my own personal side note on these glaives, um. I've always preferred legendary glaives and they're also related to notable characters or something like that in the game. Like mm-hmm. the Lubre's ruin is uh Rolk's glaive. We have mm-hmm. the, the Nezarek one. I can't remember what it's called, but like oh, he, they're he, all, Nezerec they're all
0: anymore. He was turned into a beverage. It doesn't matter.
1: Um, what else? I, I'm just going on. <laughs> Uh, uh Year
0: 3 Catalyst Evolution. We got this. Catalyst! Catalyst Quest for Year 3 Season Pass Exotics, so stuff like Ariana's Vow, Symmetry, Tommy's Matchbook, Wither Horde, will now benefit from the Season Pass boost like other exotic catalyst quests. Additionally, any seasonal ritual playlist activity will count towards ritual progress for all Season Pass Exotic Catalyst quests. Yeah, because Ariana's Vow, Symmetry, Tommy's Matchbook, and Wither Horde had some of the most butt ass things to do if you weren't in the season that they actually arrived in. You know, the. Wither I mean, even Hort if one.
1: even if you were, like, oh. those are, those are grindy as shit. Like, they're <laughs> they're the most grindy catalysts in the game, and I don't know
0: why. Because that's just how their design philosophy was at that point. They were like, okay, so we're we're going to give them an act, so they have to really use it and get used to playing with the weapon. But they made it to the point where you hated yourself, and then they had to come up with seasonal-only boosters for those weapons when those weapons hit the season pass, and it still didn't help. And now, since those things didn't get updated, I guess as other season pass exotics came out and just used it like a universal increase all across the board. Now they're adding them, so yeah. You know, good on them. It, good honestly, on them. Uh, Ariana's Vow and Wither Horde are, I think, two of the best weapons in the game for what they can do. Definitely yeah, Wither on the- Horde. So if you don't have it now, you can at least those get it up to par.
1: Yeah, those two catalysts are very much worth grinding out.
0: Oh, so certainly. What else? Uh, we got that raid date.
1: Raid date Friday, March tenth, twenty twenty three, nine a.m. Pacific,
0: which is which twelve noon Eastern in the U.S. I
1: guess I'm not sure if that's actually reset or if that's an hour later no, than reset. That's that's,
0: that's that's reset. Noon is reset. So there so you go. Live at reset on Friday. <clears throat> March 10th. And I'm going to say it again for all the people that cried that they only wanted on Saturday. Friday, March 10th.
1: So, yeah, and I uh, made a point to say, to say it's, to say it's, it's a fairly day. standard practice at this point to have it happen. Uh, this time and this time frame, I do think a lot of people prefer Saturday, but uh, I don't know if there's a reason to do that and have a bunch of people work overtime to launch the raid on a Saturday, so I get it, and uh, if you don't like it, that. get over not yourself. Not
0: that, internationally speaking, setting it up for, to only drop when it's convenient for North America sucks for the rest of the world. Sure. You know, so they're trying to expand how much of their player base can actually enjoy it, because, you know, hey, in Asia, when we're starting it up on that Saturday... It's Sunday for them, mm-hmm. which means they don't get the full twenty-four hours because they're probably going to work on Monday. So,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, it, it's it's six and one half dozen of the other. I, I the teams that are going to take the days off to actually go for Worlds first are going to do that regardless. Let's be yep. very honest. You're probably not going to have an opportunity to get worlds first, but I know you want to take as much time as possible to at least complete the raid day one. Yeah. So you'll be able to do that. You just start a little bit later. Good luck to the people running to get that yes. clear.
1: I might be trying a day one clear. I might not be, um, but who knows?
0: Well, I'll cheer you on. Um, how about
1: that matchmaking and airborne oh, effectiveness?
0: No, no, that is a show unto itself. I am not putting <laughs> ourselves through that. You guys can read that when in the description because I'll have it linked to the swab. There's a lot of information in here. I saw people complaining and whining about the graphs that Bungie put up. I'm not going to comment on those. You can make your own decisions and conclusions on that. Forget it. I'm not going to go over airborne effectiveness ever again. That's just hell on earth and matchmaking that's also more hell on earth because those are two very contentious topics
1: yeah so uh feel free to read that at your own leisure but how about we talk about some exotics and ability changes
0: how about we do weapon types first
1: weapon types throw it on me let's go what do we got
0: okay. uh submachine guns
1: smgs
0: yes dependent on the range stat to be competitive so the general change they're going to increase damage and aim assist fall off start at zero range by 30 percent um, adaptive smgs lag behind lightweights and effectiveness dealing more body shot damage but much less critical hit damage despite having the same rate of fire to narrow the gap they've increased their critical hit multiplier which makes them feel more rewarding and skilled hands so their increased multiplier is from 1.44 to 1.5. I know that doesn't nope. seem like much, but surprisingly, when it comes to TTK, these little changes to a skilled player really shine. Mm-hmm. and will kill somebody very quickly. Uh, they also inadvertently skipped the Forensic Nightmare SMG when they adjusted the zoom value of others. So they're correcting that. Forensic Nightmare Zoom is going to increase to 14 from 13. I love that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Pulse rifles, um, they, they've been dadding it up for a long time now for multiple of reasons. They're Great effective. Eight years. Well, they're my favorite weapon. They're effective as <laughs> ease of use and longer <laughs> ranges because I'm a dad. Make it hard to close the distance and challenge Ooh, them with God. other weapons. True. No, it's true. Especially true on mouse and keyboard, where the normal effective range is significantly increased due to the tighter bullet spread of each burst. Uh, they also mentioned the current map rotation, which is scheduled to change in Lightfall for both competitive Crucible and Quick Play. Heavily favors ranged playstyle and airborne effectiveness have made airborne play more difficult. With the things in mind, we didn't want to hit Pulse Rifles too hard without first seeing the effects of the other changes. But we have now reduced the top end of Pulse Rifles and on all input types and increased their native recoil on mouse and keyboard to bring their ease of use more in line with the controller. So in uh, yes. general, they reduced aim assist fall off start at 100 range by 10%. Okay. Specifically, the BXR-55 Battler, which is the most effective legendary pulse rifle in the game, in large part due to it being extremely strong up close with the legacy frame intrinsic and highly lethal at long range with the best, sub, best in subfamily zoom. They felt that the fantasy of the gun felt better with the CQB hit fire aggressive style gameplay. So uh, this close quarters burst by the way. So we thought brought the zoom down to match more closely to standard lightweight pulse rifles. Which will open up some space for other options. So the Battler zoom is going from 20 to 18. I'm sorry. May as well. May as well. Still chart it.
2: Just get rid stick? of it. That's, that's going to be bad.
0: 18 zoom is still big for that it's still going to be a menace the battler when it came out initially was i i don't think any of us could believe how damn good that thing was yeah you know when it came out when the 30th anniversary patch hit last year it was just ridiculous mm-hmm. uh sidearms <laughs> They're reducing the season eighteen aim assist fall off distance buff from thirty percent to twenty percent. I heard True Vanguard kind of squeak out a tear, but even he knows that sidearms kind of um, became and of smooth with it contenders in the close quarter engagement, but their effective range was just exceeding what they really should be. So they kind of yep. walked it back a little bit. That's fine. How about those exotic, Venge? You wanted to talk about those?
1: How about them, indeed. Let's talk about the Dead Messenger, eh? Oh, boy. Uh, dead Messenger can be quite oppressive to play against, as the triple wave pattern can easily be combined with a number of abilities or other weapons to effectively one-hit kill a player. So we brought the damage down significantly to make such playstyles less effective. So, the uh, the wave splash damage uh, against players has been reduced by 35%. Uh, big note, it has not been changed in PvE. Uh, but this change should make it a little less frustrating to play against in PvP. Um, Dead Man's Tale. Uh, the tweaks made in 6.3.0, switching its aiming from preferring body shots to preferring crits. Had a much more dramatic effect than expected. The weapon was initially tuned around it preferring body shots. This meant it had a large aim assist cone to compensate, and once this was addressed, it spiked in effectiveness. At the same time, a damage penalty for hitting maximum stacks of cranial spike never felt good. We pulled back various hip fire tuning to make hip firing at long ranges much harder and remove the cranial spike penalty. So uh Removed the damage penalty for five stacks of cranial spike. Spike. Removed hip fire and get get out of here, armor chud. Reduced hip fire and airborne aim assist cone angles by 25% on mouse and keyboard. Reduced hip fire cone angles bonus scaling from 20% to 5%. Reduced hip fire precision aim cones angle from 3 degrees to 0. 0.8 degrees. And reduce hipfire auto aim fall off scalar from 1.5 to 1.1.
0: You called me armor chud.
1: <laughs> I I sure did. Uh, let's see uh, one one weapon perk that uh, is also being dealt with is uh, the revoker's reversal of fortune. Uh, it's been increased in its use due to power level being removed, and I don't know why it was basically Iron Banner that set that off when you could use it everywhere else besides Iron Banner and Trials.
0: Because nobody wanted to use it in regular quick play because people hate quick play because of skill-based matchmaking. That's the only reason. So more people were in Iron Banner, there's at least a chance that you may not get stuck behind walls of laggy players. But, you know.
1: Ultimately, the decision was made to cap the maximum return on this by requiring multiple misses to return one shot. So, Reversal of Fortune now triggers on two misses within six seconds.
0: Just to put it out there, for those that don't know, the Revoker was a weapon that was earned through a quest line uh, through competitive PvP. It was a sniper rifle. It was actually pretty interesting. It was in that same vein of uh, stuff like uh, the mountaintop, the recluse, uh, Luna's Howl, not forgotten. The revoker was right up there. I think we had a uh, um, a linear fusion rifle. I can't remember the name of it. There was a couple of different types of weapons that fell into this. We have a uh, quest line for PvP, and you had to get into comp and reach uh, fabled
3: Mm-hmm.
0: as one of the requirements and yes the revoker was one of them and it was you know sunset in the fact that you could not increase his power level any further but um, you can use it in basic pvp activities and as you said kind of shocked that people weren't using it still when power level didn't matter you know it's yeah because it's, 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 it's not like it was
1: yeah it it's not like it was weak it is It was very strong, and at some point, actually, I'm pretty sure that is still my highest kill in PvP uh, sniper that I actually have.
0: Oh, yeah. I believe it. That thing was a monster in the right hands. Absolutely. And for those that were just, you know, even moderately okay using snipers, which is not me whatsoever, um, (laughs) still were really, really good with the revoker. It was gross. When you saw people wheeling it, you knew you were going to end up on the receiving end of getting your head blown off. Mm-hmm. Um, coming in the future, uh, let's see, in Lightfall, they're doing a heavy weapon balance patch, adding subclass 3.0 verbs to several exotic weapons. People have wanted that good for that. Tuning weapons mm-hmm. and adding a new perk to make kinetic weapons more valuable. Post-Lightfall seasons, they're shipping some updates that they're, as they say, pretty chuffed about. is that like being a armor chud i just want to know uh more substantial changes to hip fire reticles with the goal of exposing more information specific to weapon types or exotic functionality i have no idea how that's going to look but it'll be interesting to see what that's going to go down with a full auto melee setting
2: Okay. That's interesting.
0: Full auto melee. So you just hold a button and run around in a circle and just punch nonstop. Uh, so a full Titan melee setting. That's that's what I'm taking away from it. There's yeah. gonna be another and... set of craftable reprised raid weapons with an origin trait, similar to what we did with Deepstone Crypt in season nineteen. Cool. Regular seasonal and mid season balance patch updates. Well, that's good that they're going to keep putting out updates and, and more.
1: And more.
0: And speaking of more, they, they decide to drop something about Titan's Ramparts, which is the Titan Exotic Gauntlets. They're increasing the cooldown of the barricade ability <clears throat> while Titan's Ramparts are equipped by 70%. Increasing the amount of damage players deal to a Saiten's Barricade by 25%. This change should decrease how often one sees Saiten's Barricade in a PvP match, as well as add more opportunities for effective counterplay. And then there's stuff about abilities. Then,
1: just, I, like I just want, want to throw in here that <clears throat> the Saiten's change is good.
0: I'm not um, saying it's not. It's just too many people using it to shoot through it, and uh, it's with how fast you get back your Barricade. It's all yeah, too much. like
1: the the uptime is insane, but there's also like like there's other exotics, and I guess I think just of like the worm husk for hunters that I feel like that should also have an increased cooldown just because you can heal yourself every eight seconds or whatever it is but if you have one hundred mobility, I can't remember if there's one for the warlock, but. This is a good change, but I feel like anything that gives you anything like this should automatically have the increase to the the cooldown on the class ability. Now let's talk abilities now, and this is also pretty heavily focused on Titans.
2: Um, So, Barricade
1: cooldowns have increased by 20% across the board. Um... I will also say I don't think that's a bad change. With 100 resilience, there's still plenty of time for uptime on the ability for uh, Titans. Um, that also includes the thrusters for Arc Titans has been in, that cooldown has been in, increased by 20. percent mm-hmm. um, That to me feels a little odd. Maybe I just don't see it used as much. Um,
0: I but they've. It's an iron. I in uh, trials PvP players. I know one specifically that sure. when the thruster ability came out and he could solve what he could do with an Arc Titan, he giggled loudly mm-hmm. in a Discord that I was in and it just didn't stop. It's terrifying what this man does with an Arc Titan. Sure. Uh, but to add in there, you mentioned it, Dodge, which is the Hunter ability, is also getting a 20% yep. uh, change. So.
1: Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I've, some things I've seen is that people think that this might also be, um, to add to the invisibility nerf. Um, and I guess I actually kind of have done here too, that, uh, maybe we'll not allow hunters free healing every eight seconds with worm husk. It still feels a little weird to have that, like, changed overall, but that uptime is also incredibly high, so I also understand at the same time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, as far as I saw, there was nothing in there for warlock class abilities. So good for you guys. Um, titan grenades
3: <laughs>
1: with the touch of thunder. Um, so that storm grenade would essentially track and like it would it would track, do a lot of damage, and it would move fairly quick. So. Like that grenade was pretty strong right out the gate with uh, Arc 3.0. Um, so the damage to from the second strike taking down from 40 to 30. And so overall, the nade will be getting a nerf to tracking speed and distance, and reducing damage by 25% each strike, making it easier to escape from, and it will not be near as strong. Um, and in this. I didn't see anything about PvE so I'm assuming that this this change is also going to be included in PvE which is a bit of a bummer.
0: Yeah, that looks like a universal change to it.
2: Um
1: It's it's the kind of thing that just like hearing it and reading it sounds like it could be pretty bad but like especially in the the realm of PvE you won't know until it's actually used
0: yeah i um, want to I, I throw something in here too uh mm-hmm. while we're reading anything like nerfs and stuff people can rage all about this and, oh, it's changing my play style and whatnot there's so much stuff that's going to be changing with a brand new expansion you have no idea what broken shit is coming to replace it like yeah like, no that's true broken stuff that's coming like nobody has any clue exactly how you're going to be able to build strand it might seem, oh, it seems kind of mediocre at the start until you get all the aspects and fragments and actually start getting more access to any of the mods and stuff. And people start build crafting. Then all of a sudden you find like, oh, we have this new Titan. Uh, what is it? The berserker is what the Titan is called now.
2: I think it, so. It used to
0: be the tyrant. I think it's now the berserker new Titan berserker, you know, uh, build that like one shots uh, you know every single raid boss is like holy shit how that <laughs> you know it's yeah. like you're gonna find stuff that's going to help salve your toy being depreciated slightly mm-hmm. it's it just the way these type of games work i know it sucks at first and i've raged about things unintentionally raged especially like when the hunters in void 3.0 Changed. I did not like them, and it took me literally two seasons of playing before I could appreciate that they may not be as strong as they were in my mind, but they're really good at what they do now. Mm-hmm. And it just had to change my play style. So just keep that under your hat when you're uh, testing out these new changes. um Sorry, Venge. we were there's also something in here about back in August where they banned sliding from destiny (laughs) (laughs) uh basically uh, they said the goal of the change was to reduce the percentage of engagements where the outcome was effectively decided by sliding especially when Mm -hmm. using a shotgun that instantly ended the fight from a significant range Uh, shotguns and other weapons have been tuned since then so they've implemented a skill and when they implemented skill-based matchmaking into the crucible Well, they're removing the slide penalties in order to improve the feel and consistency of combat. So there you go. Slide penalties are going away. Go back to sliding headfirst into an engagement with your chaperone. Yay! Wait a minute. Slide penalties are going away. Does that mean they're taking away the slide penalties on Stompy's then, too?
1: I'm not sure, because the, the whole Doesn't thing is that, just but... about it's just about shotguns, is all it is.
0: Well, specifically, shotguns were the reason why they got why well, they put the 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 yoink on sliding into engagements. Now, since shotguns have been tuned and they they have a definitive spread pattern and all this, they're going eh. We can put sliding back up. We can get rid of all the penalties on sliding into an engagement. It's like okay, cool. Cool. Let's see how it works.
1: Uh, last thing here uh, on that. Uh, it says it's important to note that these changes are our first step toward where we want to be with ability, potency, and uptime. With Lightfall and Beyond, we have large-scale ability balance tuning in the works, and we'll have more to share in the near future. So I'm sure we're going to find out a lot of stuff, um, in regards wow. to sandbox and ability and weapons, um. Before lightfall drops,
0: I think uh, you're going to see more and more people scrambling to get, you know, tier ten on whatever uh, stat they need on their armor as soon as possible, mm-hmm. to kind of like cope with any kind of future cooldown changes and balance changes, so they can try to maximize and min-max their uptimes even further uh, mm-hmm. to be very Frank, I think that would only really affect a very small percentage of the player population that will actually really care about this. The majority of people, I think, that play this game just, like, load it up, shoot a bunch of shit, have a good time running around in the patrol zones, maybe do a strike or two, and then log off content, and that's it. Mm -hmm. It's the ones that raid every day, multiple times a day. is in PvE or do Grandmaster Nightfalls solo 40 power levels under that are gonna be more concerned with the upcoming changes to like abilities and stuff like
1: that. Yeah. And uh for the lunar new year, um they've got a free emblem which has been shared on Twitter and um with the uh, Tweb linked you'll also be able to get that code if you'd like to redeem it for the uh year of the rabbit uh emblem it is actually pretty cool and there's an emote and a couple other things for silver if you would like to also purchase some things um other than that that does wrap the twab yeah
0: uh there's one last thing i want to add that's okay very bottom is to kind of like consolidate things on their social feeds for the community managers when it came down oh, to, you yes. had to like, follow multiple community managers. So it's like, oh, Hippie wrote about this. Uh, when DMG was with Bungie, he would write something. Cosmo would occasionally throw something out there. Sam would throw something out there. Bruno would add something. Uh, instead, they're kind of consolidating it. So on mm-hmm. Twitter, Destiny 2 Team is going to yep. be like the link. You can still follow the individual community managers on their personal accounts. Don't be shitbags to them. Uh, Don't be shitbags to the Destiny 2 team Twitter either, but you'll now have one place much like Bungie Help Destiny the game for the US or uh, Bungie itself you know, for the the corporate stuff on Bungie.net, you'll see in the comments uh, on the uh, message boards, Destiny 2 team uh, number 7714 and on Reddit, user Destiny 2 team those are all the official avenues where any of the community managers, if they have something to share, they'll go through there. So it's yeah. in one spot. So everybody can find it instead of trying to hunt down which community manager responded to what, where it's all in one area. Mm-hmm. It's a good change. Good change.
1: I actually forgot about that. I had that in my notes and something that we kind of skipped over pretty quick, but yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that is, that's, that's good.
0: Yeah. So uh that is a Z-TWAB for the week
1: all right um let's and... let's hit the trailer real quick
0: yeah there was a uh destiny 2 lightfall environmental trailer that came out it was what about yeah. like, a minute 2 minutes long showing off neomona and some yep. of the locations and stuff like that uh what did you think of it, Venge? what what did you, what were your thoughts when you watched it
1: well I've watched it like a hundred times. <laughs> um, I kind of do that with every trailer like i I get excited about things. Something I shared on Twitter. um, I do really like uh that we got a lot of lines from Old Callous Boy mm-hmm. Um really curious to see what all ends up going on there, but like the environments and stuff in the trailer, I thought looked pretty cool. Um oh I I'm forgetting what they're called. Uh the the people on Neamuna that we're gonna be working with. What the hell are who are they what are they called?
0: Uh, I was gonna say like sky riders or sky dancers or something like that. Just uh, cloud cloud dancers. Cloud something. Cloud, cloud, cloud striders, striders, I think. Striders. There we go. We got there. Pixies.
1: Um, <laughs> um they are gigantic. Like, in comparison to a Guardian, they are, like, giants. They're huge. Um, so, we know, we talked, uh, we had one talk to us in the trailer. And I don't think that was Nimbus, but I'm pretty sure that was the other one we saw in the trailer was Nimbus. Um, but, that was cool. Um, we did see... Uh, like, the Eye of Osiris, like, glyph, and it's only in there, it's in there really quick, and I, I didn't actually see it that I got from, like, a, a My Name is Bife video about the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. So, curious if, like, Osiris is gonna be on the Amuna, or if it's gonna be just, like, a random Cloud Strider that's working with Osiris, or whatever that's gonna be.
0: Well, he, he's involved with it in one way or another. Because I mean, when they showed like the lightfall splash for it, and you see all the the cuts with the different character faces, Osiris's face is part of that
3: mm-hmm. show. Yeah.
0: So he's definitely involved in it, but to what end? You probably won't know till just before the expansion launch if it has anything to do with what's going to happen in the last two weeks of the season, or you won't know exactly until the story of the expansion starts when you're playing.
1: I mean, overall, I, I did like it. Callus's um, ship is also enormous. Mm-hmm. And he's got a new look because of him being now in charge of the Shadow Legion. No no signs of the the witness in this trailer. Yeah, I, I mean, overall, I did like it. Um, I, I kind of hope...
0: This is an environmental trailer. They're trying to just show off a lot of the locations. Oh,
1: that, that's, that's true. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm kind of, what did, what did, what were your thoughts here, sir?
0: Well, you asked on social media, uh, <laughs> did you like it or did you not like it? And my answer was yes. Yep. With nothing else afterward. And it yeah, left I'm you scared. sweating. And I promised I would be, I would behave as I gave my <laughs> thoughts on it. And th- what I mean by yes, did I like it? Did I not like it? Is both. I, I, I liked Parts and I did not like it for a different reason. I liked that this showed off this environment, and the environment's very cool looking. Mm-hmm. But every bungee trailer like this is like this, they do it in a way that makes everything look amazing. They have all these slow motion shots, these tracking shots, they you know, do quick cuts and show just enough of something that looks all nice and new, either it's a you know, depending on if it's like decrepit and old, like in a hive ship or this futuristic city, like you see a brief shot of fighting within a video arcade, mm-hmm. you know, taking out, I think there were Vex in the arcade. Uh, it's very kinetic, it shows a lot of the different areas. It's great to look at, but when you see these types of trailers constantly from the same devs it doesn't impress me anymore. And that's why Uh, I I didn't like it because there was nothing that they changed about how they do this presentation that makes mm -hmm. me actually grab my interest because I'm so pre-programmed to this is going to be big and flashy and they deliver big and flashy, but I don't see any value in just big and flashy. It's like Mm -hmm. a Michael Bay movie for me, you know? They're big, loud, full of explosions and really good effects. And shit, they're, 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 they they're could be an event tentpole movie for the summer. But I can give a care less about a new Transformers movie coming mm-hmm. by him. Because they're all the same thing. Big, loud, and flashy. With occasional slow motion shots of women in skimpy clothes. I guarantee you, <laughs> look up Michael Bay movies. They're always in them. So this sure. didn't do anything for me as a lapsed player. This would not have said I have to put money down on this. Sure, for me it's like it looks like every other Destiny trailer. I now have to wait until the story comes out to determine if it would be worth picking up if I decided to keep playing the game. And that's what I meant by yes. Is this beautiful to look at, and they're going to deliver and get, you know, interest in it in one direction, but for older players or somebody that doesn't know much about the game, yeah, it's pretty, but dot, 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 you know? get Get a little bit more into it. Granted, I guarantee a week before, they'll have that final trailer come out that'll give you more story bits <laughs> you know that might change an opinion or two but again it's going to be flashy yeah i i wish they would and it's, it's just more of an advertising thing i wish they would change how they advertise their content I really wish they would. I don't need to see the 360 degree shots of guardians running and shooting in slow motion. Then it accelerates and then cuts down again. And then it just shows the guardian walking forward. And it's a flash of one environment, flash of another environment with the same guardian walking forward, flash of a third environment with the same guardian walking forward. You get me? It's the Mm -hmm. same things over and over again. So it doesn't impress me any longer. That's my point. That's my point. Um, I'm not trying to piss on anybody's parade if you enjoyed it. It's just that that was the question. Did you like it or didn't didn't you like it? And my answer was yes. So that's the explanation. And I and I'm behaving. There's no no profanity. <laughs> I'm not calling people out. There's no reason to. It's just it's just how it is. You know. It's just hey, it looks cool. All these trailers look cool. Yeah. So when they all look cool, how special are they to the person that goes? Yeah, they all look the same.
2: Mm-hmm. so
0: that's where I'm at with it but like I said two weeks before that week before there's probably going to be some final trailer to show off more about it and it'll be more impressive I think in the long run for those that are playing Destiny 2 hmm
1: no that's that's fair I I, I, I respect that that's that's a very fair way to look at it. So
0: yeah, I, I would be really taken back if they went a different route with their marketing and how they craft these trailers. They have a lot mm-hmm. of really talented people on it. I just would like to see them stop using the same techniques over mm. and over again to get their point across. Yeah. Um, kind of like how I think about you know destiny's raid design philosophies and how, how they approach raid encounters they use nice. the same techniques over and over and over again I, I believe when uh, Val the Disciple came out and I saw what was included like what you had to do Like, Mm -hmm. there's 24 symbols, and now you're going to be dunking things in this, and then you're going to be shooting these things. You're going to be standing in a circle and shooting a boss for 10 seconds. I went, this is like the greatest hits of every single raid encounter Bungie's ever done in one raid. So, at least you know what you're getting, so the familiarity is good. But for somebody like me, who stopped, you got to do better and actually do something new to kind of get my interest back. Um is there anything else is there anything else on the agenda because we've gone on for an hour and a half
1: Say so, yeah, I don't I don't think so I think we actually hit all the points we wanted to and yeah, yeah it it did end up going long
0: We we knew it was going to be long and we also kind of warned people as an expansion's coming the shows might be a little bit longer than the hour-ish that we normally aim for uh it's just how it is. Um speaking of episodes, next week episode ninety, ninety episodes of this show. That's wild. Very wild. Uh you will be away celebrating will... your fortieth birthday,
1: right? Yep. Uh,
0: Big four-o. <laughs>
1: 31, 40, they're basically yeah. the same thing. Whatever. You just,
0: <laughs> your body gives up after 29, anyways. So we already know <laughs> that. I mean, you're now feeling the effects. I'm already dead. So there we go. <laughs> um, so, Venge will not be around next weekend. He'll be off. It'll just be me. Uh, if there's anything, you know, big, like a big twop that comes out or another blog post like this, I will cover it. I'll give a recap on it and link in the description. If not, We'll pick a different topic because the story for the season is done. We don't have to worry about that now. Yeah. Um, potentially, I'll be talking about Monster Hunter Rise, which just launched this week on Xbox and PlayStation, which was originally a Switch, Nintendo Switch exclusive. Also had a PC release. Now, the base version of it just came out with the expansion Sunbreak coming out in the spring on the other consoles on so the, the PlayStation Xbox. I'm loving it so far. Maybe get into that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, (laughs) Past that, anchor.fm slash hgpodcast. Uh, You can listen to us on Spotify as well. Same thing. Twitter, at podcast underscore hidden. On our anchor page is our link tree to our socials and ways to contact us. You know, send us a message or something. When it goes up on uh, Spotify, they have a question. So if you listen through Spotify, you can answer the question if you want to give feedback like what do you, what did you think of the episode? Give it to us. We would love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Episode 90 next week. And then uh, when when is back, we'll be really up to our eyeballs, I think in newer stuff when it comes to the expansion because then you're only about 3 weeks out if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah. Cuz we'll Gonna get there quick.
0: February. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. And uh, there'll be a lot of stuff to go over, and then when it hits, Venge will have his uh, work cut out for him. And uh, we'll do some other stuff, and hopefully I'll get off my lazy ass and finish the uh, WordPress so you have things to read when we're not broadcasting. In the meantime, thank you for listening. We appreciate everybody. Be well, everybody. Take care. Bye bye now.
1: Thanks for listening, K. Okay, bye.
3: Do that again because you kind of cut out on my end.
2: Thanks for listening, K. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay now, now you're just doing it on purpose.
1: <laughs> uh, that uh, the the me stopping is just my voice not wanting to hit the note. Okay. That's all it is.
0: I, I, I was I wasn't aware. I'm gonna leave all.